Today's Leading Women episode 333 with the wonderful Julia Klein. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Julia Klein. Julia Klein, entrepreneur, healer, author, coach, trainer, and creator of blockage removal sales and personal growth systems, committed to keeping entrepreneurs from using sleazy sales tactics. Julia is a master of success with diverse accomplishments in numerous industries throughout her career. She was in the top 1% of the worldwide sales force with Mary Kay Cosmetics, became a titanium power seller on eBay, meaning she grossed 100000 per month or more in sales, built a multi-million dollar real estate investment portfolio, has been invited to speak to small business audiences around the world, and most recently published the acclaimed Amazon bestseller, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Sleaze-Free Selling. What sets Julie apart as a new breed of speaker and business leader is her intuitive transformational approach to business and sales. So women of the world, Miss Julia Klein, welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. Thank you very much. Hi, Julia. We are delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Julia, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind Niche? Um, Yeah, I I did not like set out to start a business. It's really, I'm a true entrepreneur. Um, I say that, you know, entrepreneurs are born, not bred. Um, I, I, my parents were both entrepreneurs. And so I, you know, I had, uh, you know, the lemonade stand when I was seven years old, like so many other people did, but my mother actually sat me down. I came running in and I said, mommy, 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 I made $8 and 65 cents today. And she said to me, well, sweetheart, that's your gross profits. Now we have to talk about your expenses. So at the age of seven, my mother was already coaching me um, into becoming a true business owner, an entrepreneur. And my my entire adult life has um, one pastime has flown into another, and they uh, and I say pastime rather than business because um, I enjoy what I do so much. It's I just happen to make money at it, but it's also what I do for enjoyment. 
And one thing has just flowed naturally into the other with no conscious intention necessarily at, at any point. Um, so I, I began as a school teacher and then I started selling real estate. And I started selling real estate on eBay. I became a seminar speaker. I picked up a lot of information along the way about sales and marketing. So at some point I decided I was going to be a consultant. Um, then at some point along the path, I began receiving intuitive channeled messages that I uh, you know, was meant to now become a healer. And so I've now for the last several years been incorporating that into the work that I do. Um, and, but it's just, it's just a natural flow. You know, there, there has not really been, I, I certainly did not sit down and at one day with a pad of paper and say, it's time for me to quit my job. What are the top 10 ideas I can come up with and then pick one? No, certainly was not that for me. I haven't had a job in ages. Oh, I love what I'm hearing about your business. You know, you're one of the few who are born, they call it born entrepreneur with the entrepreneurial mindset that are already ingrained in you with your parents being an entrepreneur. And now it just came uh, as a natural uh, thing to be you. So great that you shared that one with us. But what, what continues to inspire you doing all of this through the years? Uh, truly, and I, I, this answer will only be helpful, I would imagine, for a small percentage of the people who are listening, but um, what inspires me most of all is my own personal development. Um, truly, truly. And I, I, for years, I didn't know really what that meant or how that had any significance in my career and in my professional life. Um, but I went through a very dark period a number of years ago that we may get around to talking about. And I, you know, read all of the who moved my cheese kinds of books, you know, and, and one of the questions that people would often ask you is, um, what is something that you have been passionate about throughout your entire life? And, you know, in that there might be a clue to what you could do for a living. And I knew instantaneously the answer, the thing that I've been most passionate about my entire life is my own personal development and spiritual development, spiritual transformation. But at the time I thought, well, that's not helpful. I mean, who cares about my personal development or spiritual transformation? And what's fascinating to me is that at this point in my career, my own personal development and spiritual transformation actually is the foundation of what I do for other people because I have so profoundly transformed. Um, I am now the perfect vehicle to help others who are also on a path other, other business owners who are on a path of profound transformation. I am uniquely and particularly well suited to be the coach, the conduit, as the words you used a few minutes ago, um, for people who are looking to grow their business, make more money, sell more stuff, and also who are on a path of profound transformation. That's what, and so that's my own personal transformation continues to be my greatest inspiration. Um, I make I make a significant amount of time every day, every week um, to let, quote unquote, do my work, um, to, you know, to dive in and to, you know, do do the processes on myself that I help others with so that I'm, I'm constantly on a uh, just a, a tear. <laughs> you know, here it is. We're, we're at the end of the year and um, so the winter solstice, and um, it's a wonderful time. I mean, New Year's is when a lot of people are reviewing their goals. Myself, being a bit more of a pagan, um, I review my goals at winter solstice. And and when I look back over just this one last year, and I, and I, it's staggering the amount of transformation that I have undergone in this last year. And that's just one year, you know. Um, so that is what inspires me: is the the uh, my own um, profound just push and drive to continually make 
real transformations in who I am. All right, so your own personal and spiritual uh, transformation, and now you want to be a conduit for others' uh, own personal and spiritual transformation as well. Exactly. exactly. All, all right, now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a combination of my personal characteristics as well as my life experience um, that have blended together to make me ideally suited to be who I am. Um, one thing, for instance, is that I am exceptionally good at taking complex, difficult topics and breaking them down into easy step-by-step, easy-to-understand chunks. Um, and so that served me extremely well during the first, let's say, 15 years of my entrepreneurial career, where I was much more of a teacher and a coach and a strategist. And I, I taught people how to do everything from selling real estate on eBay to publishing Kindle books um, to uh, developing sales and marketing funnels online, um, all of these very strategic approaches and my ability to to do that exceptionally and people would comment on that often they would say wow this is I always thought this was so complicated but you've made it sound so easy and that is less applicable in the transformational realm, but there, um, because certainly what's powerful in the transformational realm is the energetic transformation um, that goes on. And we actually, it's our goal to kind of turn off the mind and allow the heart and the spirit and the body to take over. Uh, but it's still important that the mind be able to have some sort of a grasp of what's happening. And so that ability to take these complex nebulous, esoteric concepts and break them down into easy to explain nuggets is certainly a characteristic that still serves me well. Do you want more or is that one sufficient? <laughs> yeah, well, if you have other two other characteristics or traits that you can share with our listeners as well, that would be awesome. Um, sure. I, I, another one, frankly, is my imagination. Uh, and that I don't know if many entrepreneurs talk about imagination as being an important characteristic, but um, it's it's been a very I think a lot of other entrepreneurs or coaches or you know motivational leaders might talk about um, the ability to goal set you know or to be to 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 envision. And I think that so often when we do our visioning exercises or goal setting exercises, again, we limit ourselves by with logic. And we set a vision based upon what's realistic. Or we go off the, I certainly know plenty of people who do the exact opposite and they, you know, and they get wildly excited. They say, I'm going to make a million dollars next year. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> if you've only made $34,000 this year, the chances you're going to make a million dollars next year are really slim. And not to pour, you know, big bucket of cold water on your dreams, but, you know, come on, let's be a little bit more realistic here. But imagination is something different. Imagination is what allows you to um, see what's possible, even when your brain might say it's not possible. And uh, coming from the metaphysical, esoteric world as I do, um, I, I've got tons and tons of stories of people who have um, made miraculous recoveries in, in physical illness and disease or who have um, radically healed emotional scars and traumas. 
in ways that, you know, medical science would have said was impossible. And it's, and I just have to laugh at people, at the people who are so devoted to logic and reason that they proclaim that's impossible when in fact it happened. So my imagination is such a wonderful tool for me because it allows me to transcend uh, what my logical mind might tell me is impossible. Um, And it certainly has been, for those of your listeners who are interested in this, in the more intuitive metaphysical um, side of what I do and who are perhaps interested in developing their own intuitive abilities. They, they themselves would like to become clairvoyant or to hear messages. Um, one of the best ways to um, enhance those clairvoyant messages for oneself is to stop doubting them. In other words, when you, when you, when you, uh, when you have a thought, when you have an imagination, when you get an inspiration to allow yourself to say, huh, that must be coming from my intuition um, I, I, and, and allow that to take hold and to grow. And the more that you allow for the possibility that that's true, the more it in fact becomes true. So that's how imagination is such a big role for an entrepreneur as well. It, it allows for possibility in a way that your logical brain simply would not. All right, so this ability to take complex concepts, small, easy, understandable chunks, having the imagination, the ability to envision the possibilities, and of course, having the intuitive abilities. And I love how you describe those traits and those qualities. And the good news is for us and for our listeners is that we can all cultivate and adapt these uh, traits that uh, Julia just shared with us. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Mm-hmm. Well, again, I, my path is um, <clears throat> perhaps different than a lot of other entrepreneurs in that um, I, I never did set out to do one thing and then stick to that and stick to that and stick to that. Um, I've, to a certain extent, <clears throat> whenever I have encountered challenges, uh, I have taken that as a sign or an indication to go down a different path, uh, meaning um, for, for for, so, for an example, I one of the businesses that I had uh, several years ago is that I figured out how to sell high-end real estate via competitive auction on eBay, and that was something that nobody else had figured out how to do. And so I, uh, I you know, I had a number of clients. I, I was speaking around the country, talking to audiences of, uh, of real estate investors, um, talking to them about this strategy, um, selling them uh, uh, my services to, to to do this for them. And, um, and I, you know, I had a big thriving business doing it. And the truth of the matter is that I was splitting hairs with eBay's rules um, because the way, the the way that it worked is that um, on eBay, if you've ever done anything on eBay, people typically think of the fact that, um, that any bid on eBay is a legally binding bid. But in real estate, what I noticed is that eBay is not a licensed auctioneer of real estate, nor are they a licensed broker of real estate. 
And therefore, eBay did not have the right to enter two parties into a legally binding transaction for the purchase of real estate. So while everybody else was trying to sell their real estate by starting their, you know, if they, if they had a $250,000 house for sale, they'd start the bidding at 240 because they'd say, well, I can't afford to get less than that. So I have to start the bidding at 240 because it's legally binding. Well, obviously that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work for an auction. But when I noticed that the bid wasn't legally binding, that freed me up to uh, to sell my real estate at a starting price of a dollar. And uh, and, and to cut to the chase, um, I was very successful with this strategy uh, of, you know, and, but in doing it, I was in fact splitting hairs with eBay's rules and they didn't like that at all. And they actually ended up changing some of their policies uh, site-wide pretty much explicitly for the purpose of shutting me down and putting me out of business. And <clears throat> And what a lot of, and so the foundation of my business was I sell real estate on eBay and now all of a sudden I'm shut off and barred from eBay. So what the heck am I going to do? And I guess a lot of people would have tried to solve that problem, would have taken on a partner, you know, would have done something different. I took it as a sign from the universe. Okay, it's time to move on, time to do something different. And uh, because I accepted that and I allowed myself to be open to new directions, very shortly thereafter, I uh, picked up a book by a man by the name of Joel Kahn. It was called Twitter Power. This was back in 2009 when social media was a blip of what it is today. And I read this book, Twitter Power, and I got so enthused and inspired. I thought, my God, business people need to know how to use this tool, Twitter. And at the time, it sounds it sounds crazy now, but at the time, very few people were teaching business owners how to use social media to grow the to grow their business. And so I started a brand new business um, and, and I, it was teaching business owners. And I started out teaching real estate investors <laughs> because I had just had this, you know, couple of year run of teaching real estate investors how to sell their real estate on eBay. So I had all these contacts, all these networking, all, all these speakers, sort of promoters that wanted me to come speak on their stage. They had all these real estate investors that they were willing to let me speak to. I just needed to be able to sell to them and I couldn't sell them the eBay thing anymore. So now I thought, well, heck, social media, that's the great new thing. Let me teach them how they can use social media to sell their real estate. And so I just shifted gears entirely, developed a whole new home study course, developed a whole new product and uh, was off and running on. And then that, of course, morphed into a much larger business. It was not just selling real estate on eBay or I'm sorry, it was not just selling, teaching real estate investors how to use social media. I quickly mushroomed into teaching um, uh, business owners of all kinds how to use social media to grow their business. And that had a good run. But that too, you know, a, a couple years down the road, I hit a couple of problems in that business. And But instead of trying to fix those problems, I took it as a sign that my run with social media was over. I shut down the social media business and that's when I became a consultant. Turned out that that was a great idea to stop, you know, in, instead of trying to pound my head against a wall to fix something that didn't want to be fixed, I allowed myself to be, you know, shown a different path by the universe. And uh, I think that in and of itself, it, it, it's, it's, you know, the question that you asked me was, you know, what have you done to overcome challenges and obstacles to continue growing your business? And it's almost, I, I think, uh, the, 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 the key thing for me is that I view challenges or obstacles 
as messages and as well, what's the lesson to be learned here from this challenge. And instead of locking in with my ego and with my mind and with my intellect to say, well, I know that what I want to be doing is selling real estate on eBay and eBay won't let me. So now I have to figure out how they can let me. No, forget about that. You know, let's let's open it up, open up possibilities to new things. And that has served me extremely well. I mean, I've given you a couple of examples here, but throughout my entire life, that has served me extremely well. And it's allowed me to grow and be on this trajectory that I have been on that's, you know, really mind boggling. And I, there's no way that I could have gotten to where I am if I would have sat down and tried to figure it out or written out some kind of a business plan or, you know, so, you know some sort of a three-year goal or yeah, there's no way. There's no way. The only the only way that I'm able to get to where I am is by seeing the messages for what they are and allowing my intuition to guide me um, and my uh, and and to not be afraid of letting go of you know letting go of a successful social media business, letting go of a successful of a successful eBay business. No, no, in the past, moving on, doing something new. Um, so that would be another. I guess maybe that we get back to what my characteristic, but the willingness to let go is another you know, the thing that has been very, very valuable as I've, whenever I've confronted a challenge, it's usually let go. When I, when I, when you face a challenge, you know what, let go of it, let go of it. It's, it, you know, don't work so hard. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be hard. It should be easy. So if it's not working, let it go, move on to something that's easier. Wow, great lessons in those uh, challenges that you've shared. And uh, the good thing is that from these challenges that you have shared, we can all learn from it. And I love when you said about taking, oh, I mean, seeing those uh, challenges as messages and lessons and seeing the possibilities, seeing the opportunities that lies behind those challenges. And I think that's a great lesson for all of us to learn from, to see those challenges not as a, a hindrance, not as a block, but as, an, as, an, uh, as a door or an opener to to a new opportunities or to a new possibility and to look into what is possible beyond that, try, not trying to fix the problem, but seeing, okay, what is this saying to me? What is the message in there? What is the lesson in here? So great takeaway there. Now, I'd love for us to switch for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health? your family, your relationships, and your business? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, years ago, I did nothing but work. And I uh, literally, I, I, at one point, I remember I, um, I, had, I purchased a motel a, a long time ago. And, I, and it, was in, it was in Michigan, a couple hours from where I live here in Chicago. And I, so I would, I would basically live in the town where the motel was. I would, I would drive out to Michigan. I would live there for six days, come home, spend one night at home, <laughs> play volleyball with my, with my team on the beach and then go back to Michigan. And, um, and, and I would get up in the morning and go into the motel office and I would stay in the motel office all day long until 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night when I would go home and go to sleep. That's all that I did was I, I, I was at work all day long. 
and certainly no work-life balance. And um, now my life is almost the opposite. Um, I work only a few hours a week. And the reason for that is because the work that I do is um, extremely lucrative. Um, I, you know, I, I create powerful change um, in the people who I work with, and it's worth a lot of money to those people. So um, I get paid a lot, and I only spend a few hours um, serving clients, let's say. And, but, and then, and as you know, as we said before, and you said, what's the one thing that inspires me in my business? The thing that inspires me is my own personal growth and transformation. So I probably spend more hours a week working on myself and working on my own transformation, making my own connections to source energy than I do quote unquote working. But as I said, what I have the wisdom to recognize now is that is that me being right with myself is the most important part of being a successful entrepreneur. And as I, I pause, as I'm about to say that, because it dawned on me that that's just as true, just, just because I am a channel and a healer. And, uh, and, and so for the, those reasons, it's, it's incredibly important that I be connected and and clear and uh and in order in order to be able to serve my clients i have to have a strong clear connection to source energy um but it, it it's just as true for other entrepreneurs perhaps in less obvious ways um and i think that most entrepreneurs know it it just doesn't seem possible getting back to that question of possibilities what we were talking about before um that to get to be right within yourself and to be whole and balanced within yourself is <clears throat> the most important thing that you can possibly do for your business. I, I liken it to a warrior. You know, if if and I'm thinking specifically of uh, sort of Asian Japanese warriors um, that who are so who have such a uh, understanding and, and ancient <laughs> Asian warriors actually, um, <clears throat> who have such a profound understanding of the mind body connection and understand that, it, that it's not how strong you are or even how fast you are, but it's about your mind, your ability to focus and be clear and, and to, and, and to be grounded in who you are. Um, I, I have that picture in my mind of, of Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai, you know, squatting in the classic warrior pose. He's grounded and solid and he's standing there. Wait, and, and it's from that position that he draws all of his strength and power. And an entrepreneur is the same, you know, and when you're well rested and you're eating good food and you are fueled by the relationships in your life and you are fueled by your connection to source energy, God, whatever you want to call it. Um, that is the place from which you're powerful, right? That's where you can hear your own intuition. You can listen to your own gut. You can make decisions from a place of abundance and certainty rather than a place of lack and scarcity. And, and so many entrepreneurs and 
people of all kinds are are running around like chickens with their heads cut off in today's world, trying to survive on four or five hours sleep or even less and fueling themselves with coffee and sugar and other crappy foods and investing very little time in the people around them and burning out those relationships and paying no attention whatsoever to their own personal pain and wounds and the things that happen in life that are difficult and that make us locked down and and rigid. And all of that tends to make us just, uh, I would, uh, brittle. I I have this image of of we're we're all so brittle, so many of us, just brittle. And and that's where you get people, that's where you get road rage, and that's where you get people going off on benders and addictions and and all these pharmaceuticals that people take. And it's because there's no real connection to anything that matters. Wow. I was so hooked into listening to every word that you just shared about this concept of work-life balance to really, uh, the bottom line here is to really take care of ourselves. I mean, to spend more hours for yourself than your business. I mean, understanding the mind-body connection, uh, being well-rested, eating real food to fuel you. I mean, I am really, this is the foundation of being productive and energetic individual to be, to have enough sleep, eating real food to fuel you, working out, exercise to keep your body active and fit great takeaways there that you've just shared and I was these are a lot of uh, uh, takeaways so we can all um, take action in today so for our listeners out there who are challenged with this work-life balance great lessons and great tips that uh, Julia just shared with us so let's take them in heart and take them um, and apply them in our lives now Julia I'd love for you to talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Actually, I'm going to give you just one, and that is learn to sell. You cannot be a business owner if you don't know how to sell. You got to know how to sell. Now, when I say that, I also, of course, I am the author of an Amazon bestselling book called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Sleaze-Free Selling. So I certainly have my thoughts on how you can sell and then you can sell. And there's the old-fashioned, old-school teachings about how to sell stuff, for the most part, have no relevance in today's world. And the biggest part of that is that uh, up until, I don't know, 10 years ago, the a, a really important way to sell was to position oneself as, I have knowledge and information that you, the customer, don't have. And that was fundamental to so much of, of the sales process for decades, for maybe maybe for centuries, I don't know, um, because that, that was a reality. There was, information was something that average people could not get access to. In today's world, because of the internet and social media and this radical 
unbelievably fast transformation that our entire society has gone through, information is worth almost nothing. Everybody has access to every piece of information imaginable. I mean, for God's sakes, if you wanted to build a hydrogen bomb, you can find out how to do it on YouTube, you know? And if you wanted to know how to do eye surgery, you can find out online. I mean, it, it's insane. There's no information that has any value for, uh, for its own merit. So everything about sales that you learned more than 10 years ago is I'm not going to say it has no value, but it has to be taken with a big, big grain of salt. What's important in being able to sell today, and this is going to sound trite, but I encourage you to hear the nuance in what I'm about to say. Being able to sell today is all about being able to make a, to, to profoundly understand what your customer really is all about. What makes your customer tick? And, and, and you know, the, the, the trite way of saying that is to know your customer's problem or to sell based on relationships. No, 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 no. Those are true, but they're, they're blanket statements that you've heard a million times. And because of that, they're not useful. So let me provide you a nuance, which is useful. And that is when you're talking to your customer, you want to know what makes your customer's eyes sparkle or what makes their heart pound faster either with pleasure or with pain or anger both of those you want to have you want to know what is the source what is the cause of those emotions in your customer when you understand what's emotionally driving your customer now you can sell to them and by the way, I will drop down the huge caveat that this, that under be, being able to understand your customer's emotional motivation and then sell to it is also the recipe for evil manipulation of people. So just putting it out there that, you know, you need to do good with this information, not do evil, but that's on you, what you're going to do with what I'm teaching you here to do good in the world and to make profound change and to improve your customers' lives and, by the way, sell a whole ton of whatever it is that you're selling, you need to understand your customers' emotional motivations. You need to be able to ask good questions. You need to have exceptional listening skills. You need to be willing to walk away when you find out that the answer to the question is, meh, I really don't need what it is that you're offering. Great. Thank you very much. Shake your hand. Have a nice day. No harm, no foul, no hard feelings. That being able to sell with that level of confidence and proficiency is the number one requirement of a successful entrepreneur in today's world. If you can make that level of connection with your customer, with your potential investor, with your partners, with your employees, being that level of connection, that ability to sell, nothing will stop you. And without it, there's nothing you can do that's going to make you successful in the long run. If you can't make those kinds of connections, real authentic connections with other human beings, nothing else is going to work for you. Not long term, not, 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 not in any significant kind of way. 
And I'll bet you're going to ask next, Marie, well, gosh, Julia, that sounds amazing. Is there a way that people can learn how to do that from you? <laughs> and of course, I do have a free resource that will, um, that will begin to unlock the secret of this most amazing skill for people. And they can find it on my website. Do you want to give them the link there, Marie, or shall I share it? Yes, if you could just share it with us, and that would be awesome. Yes. So I have developed a quick and easy to digest uh, extraordinarily powerful set of tools, which I call the seven minute sales secret that changes everything. The seven minute sales secret that changes everything. And this will introduce you to and, and begin to unlock for you all of what I've just shared, this, uh, this ability to connect in a profound way with not just your customers, but with everybody else in your business life and in your personal life. And you can find this seven-minute sales secret that changes everything. Um, it's, it's a free resource. It's a video together with a, um, uh, a handout and some questions and to fill out. Um, you can find it on my website at intuitivebusinesswoman.com slash seven minutes. That's intuitivebusinesswoman.com slash seven minutes. That's the numeral seven minutes, plural. All right. So that, uh, that link again is intuitivebusinesswoman.com forward slash seven minutes. So for our listeners out there, I truly believe also that the foundation of success in business is learning how to sell, our ability to sell. So I highly encourage you to go there now. That's intuitivebusinesswoman.com forward slash seven minutes. Pick up this free resource that Julia is giving us, seven minute sales secrets that changes everything. So that's that again is intuitivebusinesswoman.com forward slash seven minutes. I'm going to have this on our show notes as well. And all of these resources that Julia just shared with us is going to be available uh, in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Julia Klein, or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, the link is intuitivebusinesswoman.com forward slash seven minutes, the number seven minutes. Julia, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be a guest here today and to share uh, with your audience. Thank you very much. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as 
TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.